Hi there, it's Ed here with a short message before we start the pod this week. Did you know that our most informed investors get insights, articles and investment ideas from Tom, me and the team sent directly to them via email and it is completely free. You can join them. Just subscribe at fidelity.co.uk slash newsletters. In this week's market update, shares and bonds close out a bumper November as investors focus on an earlier than expected cut in interest rates next year. Well, November 2023 will be remembered as a pretty remarkable month in the markets. Shares, bonds, property and gold all enjoyed a stunning rally, wiping out the July to October correction and positioning markets for a strong bounce back from 2022's disappointment. To put some numbers on that, the S&P 500 index was 9% higher on the month and Nasdaq a little bit more than that. European shares were up by nearly 10% too, as investors on both sides of the Atlantic started to hope that the turn in interest rates would come sooner than expected, perhaps as soon as the spring of next year. The good news was not restricted to equities either. Government bonds with long maturities, the most sensitive to movements in interest rate expectations, were also up 9% on the month, as was Bitcoin. Gold, which had already bounced back pretty strongly in October after the war in Gaza increased its safe haven appeal, added another 4% during November. Standing back to see how markets have performed during the first 11 months of the year, the divergence in performance is wider and favours shares over bonds and commodities. Top of the pile by a very wide margin is Bitcoin, which has more than doubled this year as investors took advantage of its plunge last year and its status as one of the riskiest of risk assets, rising when markets go up and falling hard when they correct. In the more mainstream investment assets, however, there have still been plenty of pretty attractive returns. Those large growth stocks typified by the big technology shares in America are more than a third higher than they were at the start of the year, when investors were still licking their wounds from a bruising 2022 in which interest rates and inflation rose more quickly than expected. The S&P 500 index, the main measure of the US market, is up 21% year-to-date. At roughly 4,600, the US benchmark is now within spitting distance of the 4,800 peak reached at the end of 2021, and it's around a third higher than at the low point for investors in October 2022. It's been quite a round trip over the past two years, and US shares are now trading at almost exactly twice the 2,300 level at which they bottomed out in March 2020 as the pandemic lockdowns spread around the world. It's been a remarkable lesson in the importance of sticking with your investments, whatever is going on in the world around us, and also in the importance of taking advantage of big corrections when periodically the market hands us this kind of stunning buying opportunity. Easier said than done when you remember how scary the world looked in those early weeks of COVID. While it's been a good year for equity investors, those who bought into the prevailing narrative about bonds at the beginning of the year are still waiting for their reward. At the start of 2023, it looked reasonable to expect interest rates to be falling again by the middle of the year. But persistent inflation kicked that pivot into the long grass and long bond yields rose briefly to what has turned out to be a very attractive entry point above 5%. They didn't say that high for long, and the 10-year US Treasury is now yielding only 4.3%.
Still higher than at the start of the year, but the really great buying opportunity has passed. Non-government bonds have delivered a 5% loss so far this year, and commodities driven by the oil price are down 9% year-to-date. The key driver of markets over the last remarkable month has been, as it has been for the past few years, inflation and interest rates. With consumer price data coming in softer than expected on both sides of the Atlantic, the Federal Reserve's decision to hold fire and wait to see what the numbers were telling us looks more than justified. If inflation really does return to target over a reasonable time frame as now it's possible, then the Fed should be able to revert from quite restrictive policy to broadly neutral, and that probably means interest rates in the 3 to 4 percentage point range. The key question for investors then is not whether interest rates have peaked and are going to fall, but the timing of that move. The dot plots that indicate individual rate setters' forecasts of future interest rates are already pointing to a fall to that range in 2025. What the markets are telling us now is that the drop is likely to happen a year earlier in 2024. We'll get a new dot plot chart at the Fed's December meeting, and that might start to tell us a different story, one that justifies investors' recent enthusiasm. For now, the rally looks optimistic, but history also suggests that soft landings are hard to achieve. If the more pessimistic, from an economic perspective, view is right, and we actually head into a mild recession, then investors are probably right about the trajectory of interest rates. The question then will be whether markets focus on falling rates or the underlying reason that policy is easing. If rates do fall faster than expected, it will be because the economy is slowing too fast for central banks' liking. It might be a case of be careful what you wish for. In that scenario, the relative performance of bonds and equities could well switch round in 2024. Fast-falling rates will be better for government bonds than for economically sensitive equities, which are now saddled with more demanding valuations than they were a year ago. The price-to-earnings valuation ratio for the S&P 500 is now above 20. That's not massively high, but it's by no means a bargain either. For shares to be reasonably priced at this level, will require both a sharp pivot for interest rates and sustainable growth in earnings. The two might not be compatible. Earnings forecasts for next year are still strong, just into double-digit growth, but that might not be achievable in a more recessionary environment. In other markets, gold has finally broken through into record territory. Again, the performance of the precious metal is a reflection of changing expectations about interest rates. Gold does well when interest rates fall for a few reasons. First, it reduces the opportunity cost of holding an asset that pays no income. Second, falling interest rates in the US tend to depress the value of the dollar, and that's good news for investors in the rest of the world because their currencies buy more gold, which is priced in the US currency. Since the start of November, the dollar has fallen by 3.2% against a basket of its main rivals. The gold price last peaked in August 2020 when fears about COVID were at their height and we were still searching for a vaccine. Gold's other main driver is its safe haven status, so it does well when there's a lot of geopolitical or financial uncertainty, and that's also been the case recently as the war in Gaza has threatened a broader regional conflict that might impact in particular the supply of and price of crude oil. At today's peak of uh, $2,100 an ounce, the price of gold was safely above the previous high of $2,072. 
although it struggled to hold on to that new record price. And meanwhile, the oil price is hovering around $80 a barrel for Brent and a bit less for WTI, the main US contract, as investors struggle to read the runes of recent comments from OPEC about further potential production cuts. The big oil producers are keen to push the price of oil higher to protect their revenues, but they're battling against slowing demand as the global economy weakens. The unity of the oil producers group is being questioned, with a united front on production quotas always hard to achieve. Saudi Arabia reportedly requires $100 a barrel price to fund its ambitious reform program, but it faces stiff resistance, not least from the US, just a year away from a critical election. Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.